0: May 40 here, North Palm Beach, north of Sydney, 12.37pm Monday, December 12, 2022. So two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less travelled by, and that has made all the difference. But uh, Robert Frost doesn't exactly explain how this divergent path made all the difference anyway. Here's uh, Richard Spencer talking About right-wing politics
1: Helps me keep in touch with you guys But you know, that's a Silicon Valley company They are making a user-friendly platform For people like me, people who are tech-savvy But, you know, not going to go code anything Outside of a little HTML that I
0: So he's talking about uh, the John Birch Society Which was a big deal when I went to Forest Lake Christian School We We got their publications My God, how beautiful How beautiful
1: If you were to form a an alternative group, just a mass organization, you need secretaries, you need newsletters, you need you right, know, you fundraising that. appeals, you need to keep... Ca- you'll, if someone moves, you have to change their address in the central... I mean, it, it
0: is... And uh, more than all of that, you need a good story, a narrative people find compelling it lets them feel like they understand what's truly really going on. So generally speaking, it wasn't doctors and lawyers accountants and dentists who are attracted to things like the John Birch Society, right? These conspiracy theories, your primary primarily So you're working in a job you can't stand. And is your marriage not going so great. Is your social standing not as high as you would like? Right? Have uh, many of the, your hopes and dreams not come true and seem further away than ever? Well, do I have a deal for you? I've got a narrative how even though much of your life is failing right you can find out how the world really works right so here's the uh, here's the secret source here's the secret news about how the world really works and so people who are failing at much of life, no conspiracy theory will fill them with, you know, a sense of importance.
1: It's hard now. And imagine the kind of infrastructure you have to build up. And he was wealthy beforehand. You have to build up this infrastructure to create a mass movement among middle Americans. It actually is really impressive. And, you know, National Review, they have a subscriber list and money comes across the table. You know, you're building a mass organization. you got to kind of keep your finger on the pulse. It's a huge endeavor. It's, you know, i don't. It would be interesting to look at a history about how many people were actually employed just to create this. But it was the largest middle American conservative grassroots movement before all of the, before the, well before the Tea Party, well before you know Women for America First, America, well, well before Freedom First. Yeah,
0: there's an enormous appetite for conspiracy theories for making people feel like they know the true stuff. And so, even though life is failing in many different ways, at least they understand how the world really works. They see through the BS.
1: Well, before all this stuff, there was the John Birch Society. Now, they were goofy. Um, you know, Revelo Oliver was a member and a speaker, and he, um, you know, a brilliant man, professor, he was
0: little- So, Revelo Oliver, right? He was a PhD, a tenured professor who was writing for National Review, but uh, he re- really went off on the JQ, got expelled from the National Review crowd, though, I believe, William F. Buckley still went to his funeral and uh, yeah being brilliant is uh, not necessarily a protection against an in inordinate desire to feel important and one way that uh, people like me get to feel important is feeling like we understand how the world really works, we th- see through the BS right other people just see shadows on a cave but we know how things really work
1: was fluent in Sanskrit, <laughs> just insanely educated, um, but uh, was also a, um, you know, was one of us. He would probably resonate with a lot of this and, and probably even part of more. Um, Absolutely a white nationalist and interreal intellectual. Also a friend of Waymuth Buckley. I believe according to Paul Godfrey, Waymuth Buckley attended his funeral. Uh, so he was part of that. And Revelo Oliver would kind of, despite his intelligence, he, he would actually kind of go off of the event, to be honest. On the Kennedy assassination, on just kind of declaring that the
0: Jewish... Yeah, Kennedy assassination is a good Rorschach test because the evidence is overwhelming that Lee Harvey Oswald, acting alone, assassinated John F. Kennedy. But if your need for excitement and your need for you know, self-affirmation by believing something special that other people don't get right, is, is inordinately high, then you'll be particularly susceptible to believing in conspiracy theories about the Kennedy assassination and the like.
1: Soviet menace was about to put everyone to death. I mean, it, he... It's its actually... It's kind of cringe, to be honest. Was it like a... Yeah, from what I read about him, it, it was like a borderline psychosis almost, like... Yeah, he was one of those guys. Definitely mentally ill, but also very high intelligence. He had a tenured seat at the University of Illinois in Champaign. You know...
0: So I used to think there are a lot of powerful thinkers in a distant right, but then many of them were exposed during COVID. I think just believing, you know, crazy conspiracy theories like signing on with hydroxychloroquine and uh, the Zelenko protocol and New World Order and all this, all this nonsense. And so I realized that many of these you know, seemingly formidable intellects were just predisposed to crankery and nonsense. That once they you know, a lot of red pill people realize that uh, mainstream media and academia was lying about some things, then they just assume, oh, they're, they're lying about everything.
1: Very insightful, writes interesting stuff on religion. Really fascinating character. In a kind of he had a kind of flavor. Like, he had a
0: Yeah, so someone can be absolutely crank on some topics, but have some wisdom and insight in other areas. So people vary depending on the situation. Right? Some situations they can be honest and trustworthy, even wise. And then other situations they can be absolutely nutters. And so I guess we have to be alert to, you know, which situations bring out the best and the worst in people.
2: Kind of strident tone, that, that was
0: ultimately. I mean, I, I, yeah, tone is really important. That's Mark Brahman speaking. Uh, you can learn so much about someone from their tone. Like, I feel like I can tell their level of, of mental health, their level of agency, feeling as though they can, you know, direct their path in the world, their you know, level of uh, optimism, self mastery, uh, to the extent that they feel competent to wrestle with the problems that life throws before them and I feel like I can pick that up and I feel like most of us pick that up very quickly just hearing someone's voice
2: I agree that he was very intelligent and um, said useful things, but there yes. was something of his tone that was a little too strident. Um or- for instance, if Mark ever wrote a sentence like, you know, within the next 10
1: years the, the Jewish controlled Soviet Union is going to kill every blonde baby <laughs> or something,
2: I'd be like, Mark, all right yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm, now, I'm not now. quite there yet. <laughs> I haven't reached, I haven't reached that level of level rank yet but <laughs> going to get a few more drinks into you and you'll be there. Good
0: night. All, more right. Drinks. <laughs> all um, right, you can hear that Aussie accent. Oh, I just got to get a few more drinks into you mate, you'll be there.
2: I, I'm uh, less, I'm less not less less than I'm than not good control on Twitter. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm not so sad. Sad. I get up to well, all all her levels.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that, Mark. But I admit I'm less familiar with Revelo Oliver. But from the description here, it reminds me of another figure from way back when, like Doctor Pierce, you know, who was literally yes. a literally a rocket scientist, but very much a kind of you know crankish and eccentric personality for sure.
0: Yeah. So there's a book by one of William Pierce's children. Like, if you're curious about William Pierce, and read the the story from his char. Apparently, he's just a, a terrible father. Okay, do we want to go up the smuggler's track? Grade three. Or do we want to go up the access track? Maybe we'll go up the smuggler's track.
1: Exactly. Like, William up look, if you guys have an hour to spare, his speech, Our Cause, is actually really interesting. And it, it's kind of a, he kind of riffs off George Bernard Shaw's man and Superman play. and You know, he, he actually is brilliant. Even his commentary was kind of
0: Yeah, people can be brilliant in one area, often academics, specialists, right, can be brilliant in one area, get some fame, goes to their head, and they start speaking out strongly on all sorts of topics they don't know very much about.
1: You know, cutting and insightful, but let's also be honest here, you know, the guy's also a crank being highly intelligent and a crank are not mutually exclusive although they often are but not always um but yeah a very similar to pierce that's that's the
2: best comparison really he was excelled in the birch society actually, uh, go ahead. not not to segue, but my funniest recollection of william pierce is the murdoch murdoch episode where they gas him <laughs> oh yeah yeah
1: you know we're gonna you know strike back at the comics you know just you could just hear it in his voice you know he, yeah. um you know one day the American public will be fed up. You know, this kind of stuff—it just gets so. It is a bit grating, and, and it's it, it's maybe kind of useless anger at some level. But you know,
2: um, I'm also I, no, I think it's, also, to... it's um. It, it may not even be so much of a stretch to say that there's there's like truth in tone too. Like tone is not just tone. It's also.
0: Yeah, that's a good point by Mark Brahmman and this whole conversation is uh, you know people who graduated or moved on from the alt right. So, remember Spencer? were talking. 2016 about how the alt-right's the destination. Many people start off as libertarian, or socialist, or nationalist, or Christian, and then they end up alt-right, and that, you know, alt-right is the destination. People don't move on from being alt-right to libertarian. Well, that was a delusion. So, very few people with anything to lose identify as alright anymore, right? And that's largely because of the choices and behavior of Richard Spencer, essentially equating it with Nazism.
2: It's also, there's some element of truth in tone, right? In other words, if if the tone is wrong, or if it's too strident, or it's not told with the, the, like, sort of correct level of Nuance, like it, it no longer sort of resembles reality, right? It yeah. just becomes foreign. It seems like something that's not like it seems like it's, you know, it seems like uh, with uh, you know the two examples that we've mentioned, it seems like that they're they're in another place, they're on another realm, and they're connecting with reality, uh, but in but in a kind of more remote way, where they're not like yes. we are actually talking about human beings. Where <laughs> we are talking about it has to somehow also relate to your experience in the world. You know, your sort of description of what's going on in the world also has to relate to a kind of um, a sensory perception of that experience. It can't just like. Uh, be this like overly kind of dramatic and sort of histrionic presentation I guess yeah,
1: um, and, you know, I think it...
0: and then people respond to that which gets them love and attention uh, This you can call this audience capture develop an audience and usually the more extreme you go the more audience devotion you'll get and if you're psychologically vulnerable to being adored, meaning if you have narcissistic tendencies that are a little bit out of control, right? moderate degrees of narcissism in many contexts such as if you want to be a podcaster or a public speaker or a preacher. But if your need for admiration is outsized, then getting a little bit of it will have the same effect as alcohol has on the alcoholic.
1: Also probably largely derived from both personal and intellectual loneliness in the sense that, you know, look
0: Yeah. Personal and intellectual loneliness makes you more vulnerable and you don't have you no know, community who you can bounce off of and then you become much more vulnerable to doing stupid things.